All right. All right. Hi. Welcome to the Cerebral Flex Podcast, Episode 7, The Meat Industry. Uh, we are your hosts, Jared Blackstar, Nam Sakati. Um, so, yeah. What, what do you want to hit on first with uh, the meat industry? Well, first, I want to hit on J. Cole's new album dropped. And, oh, okay. Uh, it's <laughs> really it's good. pretty fire. I, I really like J. Cole. Yeah. His new album is dope. Yeah. I like it a lot. I w- I've been listening to it. Uh, well, I started listening to it yesterday. I It's all I listened to at work on repeat all day yesterday. And by the end of it, my boss was like, is this the same song? I was like, yeah, we've heard it probably four or five times, but it's good. Shut up. Deal with it. <laughs> um, so the meat industry. Oh, Lord. This one's going to be a contentious one. I think that we'll have points of agreement and points of disagreement because I am a meat eater with not a lot of opinions about this. And you are a vegetarian with a lot of opinions about this. Well, I'm not considered a vegetarian because I do partake of fish. So, so you're pisc. Whatever, whatever label they give me, I I primarily try not to eat meat, Um, and I try not to eat fish as well. Um, My boss eats a lot of fish, and so I have been consuming more of it. But yeah, I have my regrets. Is your boss a meat eater, or she? Oh yeah, yeah, pure carnivore. Pure carnivore. All right. So no, I would, I would just. I would just touch more on the emotional aspect. I know we want to get scientific today, okay. but I definitely wanted to talk about the emotional aspect or what I feel is the like blatant apathy for like the animals being mistreated and slaughtered for meat, which, you know, could be replaced with vitamins, supplements, and alternative meats. We're, we're living in an age where you don't actually have to consume meat to stay healthy. So I think it's pretty sad that we're like, oh, you know, Let's go ahead and slaughter 70 billion animals every year for meat. 70 billion, you know? They talk about like the Holocaust, which was 6 million people, and like, you know, Mao Zedong, which was 45 plus million people from 1958 to 1962. Um, and we, we rarely even talk about Mao Zedong. We, we often talk about the Holocaust, which I also find interesting, but we won't touch on that. Um, but like, I wonder if humans actually care about murder period, even of humans, because if we're willing to kill 70 billion animals a year just to eat them, that's 200 million animals every day. That's 20 million, no, 20 billion just in the US every year. So I mean, we're like heartless in a way we don't really think, okay, well, these animals have thoughts and feelings and they love each other, you can witness, uh, you know, parent animals loving their children. And I don't think that's too different. And I was watching a Neil deGrasse uh, Tyson video about um, species bias. And I think he raised some pretty good points is like, oh, we'll eat tuna, but we won't eat dolphin or we try not to. One's a mammal. One has a bigger brain. But where are we putting our um, loyalty? Is it all about relationship or like aesthetics, how cute they are? I don't know. What do you what do you think about all this? Oh, small. All right. So <laughs> what do I think about this? I think that um, 
I'm not against eating meat by any stretch of the imagination. I think that we were given uh, these little cannons right here because some meat is good for you. I think that I think generally what you're arguing against is consumerism, like the fact that we consume way more than we need to. Seventy, what was it? Seventy billion animals. Yeah, yeah, seventy billion animals a year. Um, and think about how much of that goes to waste. I know that when uh, we do cooking in my house, we do uh, the best to make uh, leftovers, obviously, so that we don't have to cook every single day. But we try to make sure that we consume all of it because it, the amount of food that people throw away is just ridiculous and disgusting. Yeah. Um, we're not even going to go into talking about you know agriculture and the amount of like vegetables and fruits and all the other types of waste that we just we just toss out when it goes bad um it's disgusting uh we produce and consume way more than we need to and that definitely needs to stop uh when it comes to eating meat i think eating meat's fine i think that there are good arguments against the meat industry as it stands with the way that animals are brought up and uh then slaughtered it's pretty disgusting. And I think that your point about like human apathy as far as murder goes is it's pretty accurate. Like there's people who glorify awful serial killers. Like there's a new trend going on on TikTok right now about like what serial killer would you, you know, if they were alive today, who would you date? Who do you find the hottest? And people are talking about like, Ted Bundy and Jeffrey Dahmer, like these people like murdered and raped and like Jeffrey Dahmer ate people. Like, why are you glorifying like something like that? Like that's in my mind, it's akin to glorifying Hitler. Like it's the same thing just because he killed less people. He's still a disgusting human being who deserved to be put down. Um, so I guess humans, humans in general are just very apathetic to the suffering of anybody but themselves. And I think that's especially exemplified in American society. So American society at large, I don't know how it is in other, other countries. Like I can't say, cause I don't live there, but like, I feel like when it comes to like Canadians, Europeans, uh, even like Asian cultures, like they respect their elderly they, they try to take care of them. They have Medicare for all systems. Like there's this much more broad sense of community and trying to help one another. Whereas here, like our old people, we shove them into homes to get rid of them as quickly as possible because we don't want to deal with them or take care of them. And we don't want to we don't want to pay higher taxes to have Medicare for all because, you know, I don't need Medicare for all. So why does my neighbor need Medicare for all? So I think it comes down to consumerism and greed and um just a general apathy towards everything and i think that america in particular as a consumerist nation uh we just act like children we act like children and we don't well, care i wanted to touch on that like how is that subconsciously or unconsciously like um how is that traumatizing us like knowing you're going to the store, you're not willing to kill an animal on your own. You're willing to go to the store and pick up something that's already been scared its whole life and then slaughtered and then put in a 
styrofoam and plastic packaging. And I wonder if people ever equate themselves to other life on this planet. How many of us are there? Because I personally view myself as equal to even an ant. I'm equal to any other living thing on this planet. We're all living things on this planet. There's nothing really different just because you have a deeper consciousness or the ability to um, know that you are going to die one day or have like a deeper sense of understanding about life doesn't make you necessarily superior as a being. And so I'm wondering where this detachment comes from, because you talk to these people, they're usually nice, they're giving, like if you, you know, run out of milk, they're willing to, you know, give you milk or, you know, give you money if you need money. People are really nice to each other. So I wonder why when it comes to animals, all of a sudden are they heartless and then can go just pick up the detached limbs and body parts of some other individual that had every other, you know, had just as much right to be here as you did. But they're also the same people that are like, no, I couldn't kill an animal on my own. Like, what do you mean you couldn't kill an animal on your own? You're, you're willing to eat this many animals. And like you said, to, we throw out 40% of our food and organic waste is responsible for most of the methane release. Well, not most, but like almost half of the methane release emitted. And it's like, you have no hearts. Like you go out and you, you just pick up fucking limbs and body parts and put them in your cart and act like it's normal. It's weird to me. It's weird to me. I think it comes down to, oh man, we're going to branch off into <laughs> a weird philosophy again. Well, I, I just wanted to hit on the emotional aspect before we get into the numbers and the data and the well, yeah. statistics, because I think that also is heartless. It's heartless to only talk about the ecological ramifications of eating meat. Like again, that is a heartless way to go about it. It, it, I think it comes down to, again, um, I'm actually in the process of reading, um, these books it's a trilogy and i don't have them by me and i don't know the author's name but i know the first two books are called nixon land and reagan land um and they're about um because i kind of like wanted to understand like where did this evangelical right wing of the party that is accepting of these far-right extremists um these gun conservatives and stuff like that like it's been really fascinating to me how did we get there as a country because the conservative party wasn't really that it became that, and it definitely became that, and was uh, definitely pushed over the edge that uh, around the time of Reagan. Reagan, in my mind, was the worst president for this country because that's when the greatest polarization between people started happening. Um, and I think it comes down to, on an emotional aspect, it comes down to the idea of American exceptionalism, um, this concept of we are the best. We are number one. I deserve everything. Um, I should have everything, you know, handed to me, which I know boomers love to like say millennials are like that. That concept was created by the boomers. The boomers were handed a great economy with a surplus and they single-handedly crashed it twice into the ground and fucked this, this country, our generation and future generations over immensely. Um, and yeah. Fuck you boomers. Yeah, seriously. No, boomers are the worst. They're literally the worst generation. Well, no, hold on. They created us too. Like yes. I, I'm the first year millennials. They created millennials. They're like you said in one of the episodes is like they are the ones that wanted the golden stars handed out to yeah. even the shittiest of students. So everyone yeah. is feeling like they're <laughs> entitled to something. So you have this whole entitled group of bastards come out of like yeah. these also entitled bastards because look at them They're, like you said they want to be number one all the time they think they deserve everything it's like 
it's just one entitled group creating another entitled group and so on and so forth. But I'm just wondering how people feel like people eat the meat while they're laughing with their friends. But if their friend was just shot in the head right next to them, they'd freak the fuck out. So it's all about relationships, right? Like how close or how deep or how long you've known someone like Rick, Rick in uh, Rick and Morty said, yep. loves just, you know, something over time. You're just a relationship that you've, you know, built over time. Yep. So like maybe if you have a dog that you love, cause white people love their dogs more than they love black people. But like, <laughs> maybe you have your dog with you all the time and like this guy's in trouble and he needs your help, but you have to choose to leave your dog or help this person. Or like your dog will die. If you go help this person, you're probably going to not help the person and just keep your dog. So it just shows like the emotional aspect is more about relationships and who, you know, in your circle, around that's how simple people are so i guess i'm just too big pictured and i have this crazy idealistic view that like we can love each other and love animals and actually like use the technology we have to not slaughter so many of them <laughs> well and again that kind of goes back to like that american like exceptionalism consumerist mindset of me 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 it's all about me and also then you got to add into it the the monotheistic christian religious perspective where the focus on religion isn't really this earth and what you're doing on it. Like it is and how you treat one another, but it's not about how you treat the earth, which we kind of went into in our animism episode. Um, and so when we're at this pinnacle of monotheistic uh, spiritual individuality, where it's almost Buddhist in a way, because it's all about how you are acting in the world and the center is more on the individual and the individual's relationship with God rather than the individual and their relationship with the earth, because the ultimate end goal of Christianity, uh, Judaism, Islam, all the big ones is not like in Hinduism where you're going to reincarnate. So you, you treat the earth respectfully. It's all about this earth. I was put here because I am a chosen one of pick your God of Muhammad, of Jesus Christ, of uh, Yahweh, Jehovah. I am a chosen of this. This earth was put here for me and my people to reap the benefits of while I am here, thinking of not the consequences of how it's going to affect future generations because your ultimate end goal is to go to a spiritual afterlife, which is the big detrimental thing about uh, monotheistic religions in general. And why I think you see paganism on the rise is because people are trying to get back to that whole, um, that whole nature, earth-based, like, take from the earth and give back to the earth, which I think we're trying to get back to thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean, I just, I, this is one of those discussions that just floors me. I've never really understood it. Once I um, was just educated on, well, first of all, I was raised in a monotheistic uh, environment. So very Christian, you know, always believe there's this Jesus that died for my sins and, you know, all the pictures of him on the walls, he was a white dude, and uh, Santa was also a white dude, and everything was pure and white as snow, and yeah, like you said, Genesis is like, oh, everything's here for you, like you can use it at your disposal, and like, it's God gave you these gifts because you're chosen, and like, isn't that a thing of the Jewish religion? I don't know too much about it, but I, I you know, that they're the chosen tribe. Yep. It's all about being chosen and all this garbage of you're better. Like it almost gives a superiority 
vibe. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's like as far as meeting, yeah, that was totally normal, and they were all like super giving people. And actually, like right wing Christians donate more monetarily than left wing people. So it's like who's helping who and who's helping more. And like, you got all these people that are giving more to the poor, but then at the same time, they consume the most meat, the most gas, the most resources. I'm sure they were the ones that grabbed all the toilet paper when COVID hit. <laughs> like they're all the Karens. Guaranteed. It's like it's a very confusing world we live in where the left yeah. gives less than the right, but the right takes more than the left. And then there's this, Whatever. I'm branching off way too much. We need a I don't know. This this conversation just always makes me like on edge because I just see all the life being taken. And I look in the eyes of a cow or a pig or a chicken and I don't see anything less valuable than when I, than when I look in the eyes of my own cats or my own child or my like anyone's dog. Like they're all lives. They all yeah. you know wanna be here. Like leaving critters, little ants, you know, they're just trying to be here. They might not have a brain to understand it all, but they want to be here. I'm certain because when you try to kill them, they try to run away. So <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure most of us just want to be here. And it's unfair that there's such an arrogant species on the planet that is willing to just take droves of innocent lives and just scare the shit out of them and then slaughter them for their own consumption. But yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. Consumerism is probably what I hate most. Cause if everyone went out and killed their own animals, raised their own animals, right. Yeah. Yep. Killed themselves and consumed them. I would have a lot less anger towards the process and there'd be a lot less animals that died. Well, I think you then also understand if you have to like go out and you have to kill your own animals, you raise them, you feed them, you see what the, what an investment it takes to, to raise that animal. And then you have to wind up slaughtering it. And then you have to figure out what parts are good for you to keep, what parts you have to get rid of. And then maybe you start to realize the massive, like they're like, yes, you can use every piece of a cow if you want to, but like how much of that's actually like good for you, like, and all of that. So then you start to realize how much, of that cow you're actually taking and consuming and the rest you're kind of just throwing away. And, and I think if everyone had to do that, that meat eating in general would be a lot less, I wouldn't say that it would be like less done, but there'd be a much greater respect for it. And I think like, that's why I enjoy animism and uh, more pagan religions and stuff like that. Because, like, especially, like, when it comes to the Native Americans, um, like, they try to use every part of an animal. They'll use they'll use the parts that they're not going to eat to either um, set traps for other wildlife. They'll use the skin from it. Um, whereas the stuff we use, we just kill the animal. We grind up what we can for meat, and then we throw the rest out, and that's done. And it's super wasteful. And I think if people realize the amount of waste of the meat industry how much waste there is in the meat industry that they would maybe reconsider the way that we do things um and i think we'll probably get into like the arguments for like why meat eating isn't necessarily bad because i don't think that we're arguing that eating meat is necessarily bad in and of itself but more the fact that uh the needless slaughter and wastefulness of meat eating um, I think that's generally what 
we're both against. We're both against mass consumerism for consumerism's sake. And uh, we're going to get into some of the numbers now and, I guess, discuss it and but go from wait, there. Before What's we up? even do that, because we What's still up? have like 40 minutes left, um, you didn't bring up the emotional aspect of being that farmer raising that cow. You know, like you, you got to know that cow over the course of its life. Yeah. You got to watch it from the time it was a baby walking around. Like you didn't tell me you're not going to form an attachment with that creature. Like there's going to be a deep attachment to that animal, whether you're a cold hearted motherfucker or you're a nice person, unless you're yeah. a psychopath, you're going to form an attachment. So when you kill it, not only are you going to have to deal with what parts go to use, you're going to have to deal with how you feel about that. How do you feel about you just killed your friend, man? You just killed this this thing that lived on your property for I don't know how long. So you have to live with that. And that does something to your mind, I'm sure. And like I said, we have all the ability to not eat meat at all and still be healthy. So I think it's odd that, and so I, I go against the argument that there'd be just as much killing because I doubt many people could live with themselves killing animals all the time and eating them. I don't know too many people that could just do that on a regular basis and just be a fine person, <laughs> like a normal individual knowing that you don't even need to do it because there's other ways of going about life these days. It's 2021. You literally do not have to eat any animals from the time you are born till the time you die and you can live a very long, productive and healthy life. So I don't know why people are like, oh yeah, totally, I have to do this. This is something I have to do. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Just don't get it. I don't get it. I think there's very few people who are like, I have to eat meat and more people who eat meat because that's just like how they're brought up and it's just a normal part of society ah, right so they never thought outside the box that's what we're yeah saying. and like when you think about the schematics of vegetarianism and stuff like that and then then you have to talk about things like the wealth gap and uh, how how expensive is it to be a vegetarian versus being just a meat eater and then we got to talk about food deserts and then supply and demand and it gets into a bunch of different like schematics and what it really comes down to again is corporations like when you go to a fast food place there's very very few vegetarian options and like there's food deserts and very real food deserts in this country and in other countries as well where you can't get produce um for very cheap if you can so yeah find it, it requires a lot of planning exactly. you have to plan more about what you put inside your body and i right. know we live in a very fast-paced environment and you're just like i'm just gonna grab this quick process thing but notice the billionaires that own those companies like McDonald's and Burger King, they don't eat that shit. They well, don't need it. Well, that's why they and, work us all 60 to 80 hours a week so that we're too tired to plan out our meals and that we have to eat the processed shit. Right, and, and it lowers our vibe. It lowers our vibration. If that's a thing, yeah. it, it, that's the goal. It makes us dumber in a sense. It makes us slower and less able to think for ourselves. So if you plan what you put in your body and you, you, you grow your own food – or you find a way to get produce. I don't know where are the food deserts in the U.S. Are uh, there in a lot of metropolitan cities? Like you got to think like big cities like Chicago, New oh, York. Yeah. So you're in the middle of the jungle. You just got to make the Black Panthers again and fucking grow food. You have to make gardens out of all those empty lots the banks own. You just got to take them over and fucking grow food. <laughs> anarchy. No, it's not anarchy. It's called feeding your community. And not allowing your government to, to kill your brain, <laughs> to, to eat healthy foods and to get healthy. It's, the it's government would classify that as uh, eco-terrorism. 
and no, that, I classify. I classify. I mean, I feel if you paid the bank back for that property, say you say you got up the money and bought that property, for instance, say you did it in a legal way. Yes. And you 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 have a bunch of gardens and you feed the community and you teach them all to exercise and practice martial arts to defend themselves and you you get them in a state where they understand how important they are or how capable they are and how intelligent they are and you make them believe in themselves and then not only will your economy improve the overall state of well-being will improve like people's minds will people will be happier that's the end goal and I think that the elitists don't want it because like we said before, they don't want extra people in their circle. So they don't want people to come out of poverty and, and be super intelligent and capable. I mean, it's a hundred percent the elitists. Like if you look at the list of South American countries that the CIA has interfered with democratically, uh, elected officials and overthrown governments and had coups and allowed gangs to get way out of control and just destroy South America is because just like in the Middle East with Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, all that, these were very secular places. Like if you look at pictures of them in the 70s, they look just like Americans. And then we went in there and we said, hey, we can't have Americans believing that they can have all these nice things. And we want America to have the appearance that they're not living like a third world country, but that they're they're a modern day first world country. So we went in there, we destabilized all these regions because the elites want to give us the illusion that we're living in a first world society. But really, it's just this nice veneer that's put over where we get nice things and we get to consume little pieces that they want to have us. They, they realize that we need to have something whether those scraps are sufficient scraps or not is a whole different discussion. But the elites, they want to continue the illusion that America is, is the world's superpower and they destabilized all these regions so that we believe that we can't have nice things like Medicare for all or uh, clean energy and stuff like that. So it's, it's a hundred percent. It always comes down to elites controlling the government, controlling agriculture, controlling the economy, controlling the way of life, because again, they have, they have this mentality of infinite growth. They never want to stop growing. It's always about every meeting that I've ever been in for a company has been like, how we're going to grow the company this year. And then you just, you hear more and more about that. The further up the chain you go, how are we going to grow? How are we going to grow? What we need to realize is that infinite growth is not good, not only for the economy, but it's not good for the planet because as you're growing, you're continuously consuming more of these materials. And it's very, very bad. Um, so really, I think that's the reason that we are against so many different aspects of our society is it comes down to just overconsumption for consumption's sake. Um, on the point that most people wouldn't kill an animal, I think that – I think you could go 50-50 with that. If you were brought up and raised on a farm and, like, you knew – how to kill animals or you know that you would kill animals for meat and for food and sustenance and stuff like that like if you were brought up that way i could see you being fairly detached from it because it becomes kind of a mechanical process even though you can still have the respect for it um i think people nowadays are just completely oversensitized when it comes to 
seeing violent acts. Like they can watch a violent act on a TV show, like of Batman going into a warehouse and just totally murking a bunch of bad guys, like just indiscriminately breaking their limbs and throwing them off buildings and killing them. But then like they get upset when the puppy dies in John Wick. And then like if you think of <laughs> John Wick, all right, like these gangsters come in and they kill his dog, which that's fucked up. And people are really upset that the dog died. But then John Wick goes on to indiscriminately kill like probably over a hundred people in that movie. And how many families did those people have? How many communities did he wreck? All because they killed his fucking. How many? Dog? How many other dogs don't have a father? Yes. <laughs> so that's why, like, people are just silly. People choose what they want to care about. People yeah. choose what they want to be sensitive about. And people choose what they don't want to be sensitive about. Like, I mean, we're not we're not going to get into the the geopolitical like ramifications of all this, but like the way that Israel and Palestine are acting. So oh. Well. <laughs> some people care some people care more about you know the Palestinians than other people do um and you know you get labeled certain things if you you say anything against Israel because it's okay yeah. for Israel and it's okay for Saudi Arabia to commit genocide against people under the numbers <laughs> <laughs> it's okay for certain countries like any anyone who's our ally, it's okay for them to commit genocide against another another Saudi people. Arabia and Yemen. Yeah, mm. yeah, it's pretty. It's disgusting. Yeah. So we choose what we want to be upset about. We choose what we get. We want to be upset about every day. And I I think at the end of the day, if there was more self reflection and people actually like thought about the consequences behind their actions and what they're sensitive and not sensitive about, they'd realize a lot of the stuff that they're sensitive about is surface level bullshit. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. That, that, well stated. <laughs> um, but, yeah, numbers. I got some numbers. Okay. Um, there's currently one billion cattle worldwide at any given time that are waiting to be slaughtered. Uh, there's 19 billion chickens. There's one billion sheep and one billion pigs. And they emit. This is questionable. We can get into this. But they emit. Uh, twice the greenhouse gases as airplanes. UN said that they also emit uh, more greenhouse gases than cars and trucks combined. Um, one stake takes 3,000 liters of water to create, supposedly. And that uh, that's enough water to take a shower every day for three months. One stake. Like, even if that's not all the way true, I'm sure it's still pretty close to true. So, like, how much water we use just to 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 keep the cow going, to keep the you know everything watered, all the crops that it takes to feed it, and all that other th like that's a lot of water use, and the space used for livestock is thirty thirty million square kilometers. That's seven point four billion acres. That's how much space is used. And then I've heard the argument like that that area where the cattle and you know livestock's being kept is not usable for uh, plants that we can consume anyway, or, you know, they're doing good for the soil because they poop and that's good for fertilizer. And uh, there's more uses for all the corn and soybeans that go to feed the, the cows and, and everything like that's all used for them. And byproducts of certain things are also used like uh, beer grain is also used as feed, but like, there's the meat eater argument that like livestock is 
actually helping the environment in a way because all the carbon that it's taking in from the ground is turning into methane that goes in the air, but it wasn't like that wasn't already there in the earth. Whereas a car or a plane are emitting something brand new then didn't need to be emitted. But like cows have been emitting their own farts and, and, and burps for all time and animals, you know, and that's been fine for the environment. So it's really more, um, the human aspect, the, uh, you know, engines, the airplanes. And cars. But I, I've heard many arguments and I know ecologically you can be just as destructive to the planet as a vegetarian. Like if you're not buying locally, for instance, if you buy a fruit or vegetable from the other side of the world or something like, you know, it's actually worse for the planet than if you buy meat from a local butcher, things like that. I mean, I'll agree with that. Um, so yeah, you got to buy things that are in season and you got to buy things that are from local places. And it's all like how the farming's done as well. Like you talked a lot about factory farming and how ridiculous that is, how wasteful it is. And honestly, how scary it is for the animals. So I don't know. We could just live more responsibly, I guess. If you don't want to give up meat just because you just can't or something, um, I would at least suggest eating it less. And if you can't eat it less, at least buy locally. Like, don't go out and buy a bunch of processed crap from all these large corporations. And uh, um, yeah, farmers I market think, if you can. I think that um, when it comes to examining how we eat. Um, in our eating practices that Americans overall, along with, you know, I know Mexico, I think Mexico surpassed America in having the most obese people, which is surprising. Um, it's interesting. But I think that when it comes to our eating habits and the way that we consume food and how we buy where we buy food, how we buy it, how we store it and all that definitely needs to be reexamined because if we were to just completely stop eating meat, which I think we could do if we wanted to, um, you would eventually run into a problem of if everyone was a vegetarian and you weren't buying locally, you're going to have these massive farms, which also they're not, those aren't good for the environment either because there's a lot of equipment that's needed. There's certain types of soil that you need to grow certain types of plants. What about what about hydroponics? I mean, yes, but at the same time, like we're also for all these crops that we're growing and we're throwing out, like you have to water them and eventually we're going to run out of water at some point until someone figures out how to uh, drain the, the ocean of all its salt, as Elon Musk said funnily um but again it all it, it comes back to the entire issue is that of of consumption and overconsumption, and there's no local communities um where farmers markets and local growers and stuff like that are are the main source of buying food and that's probably the healthiest way for the planet and society as a whole to work. Um, and again, eating habits in general, like in other countries, they don't have like the weird supersized me American meals. They don't have, they, they have different eating habits in different countries that are much more healthy for you. Like in, in Europe, they'll have, they're very big on, on breakfast and then having 
a little break in their day to have a little bit of brunch and then you eat you eat a you eat a light lunch and then you you have your dinner and you're good whereas in america you have your your three big square meals and then you have a snickers bar when you get hungry and your big gulp and just a bunch of stupid shit that we're putting in our bodies that we don't need at all um like this right here oh, this this is terrible this monster energy drink i should not be drinking this but I am because I'm also a hypocrite and I also consume stupidly. Um. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're definitely Americans. I would yeah. say I consume a lot less than most people I know, but I still consume a lot. I, I mean, I, I eat Dunkin' Donuts, the, the vegetarian breakfast sandwich every Friday. I consume less than other people I know, but I consume more than I'm comfortable with. Yeah, I, I can see that. that. Why is this fuzzy? There we go. Why are you fuzzy? I don't know. <laughs> I hate that. Um, but yeah, I think I think it comes down <laughs> to mass consumption. And I don't think uh, I don't know if I buy the argument that animals produce more gases that are harmful yeah. to the environment than airplanes and cruise ships and stuff like that. Um, I also don't think that the UN is an un biased body when it comes to research but why would they what would they what's their motive for saying that that came from a 2006 report where they said that raising animals for food generates more greenhouse gases than all cars and trucks in the world combined so why would the un um ever report that, Is um, that because, what, what does it do for them let's think of it simple-mindedly right yes <laughs> we're gonna slip into midwestern simple here Okay. So what you're telling me is that the animals they produce more than they produce more awful transmissions than what these liberals are saying about cars and airplanes destroying the environment. It's actually the cows that are doing it. So I got to eat me some more meat. No, it's both. <laughs> all right, it's both. And and that's the issue. It's like it's not one over the other. You have to fix both of those problems. But right now we're fixing the the, the meat problem. So it's like if those emissions are harming the environment as well as our cars and trucks and blah blah blah. Like why wouldn't you consume less meat just because of that? Like if it, if it's gonna help, why not help? That's Midwest simple for you. How come you won't grab onto something that helps? Period. Anything that helps. Drive your car less. Eat less meat. You know, think about your carbon footprint. Talk to others about carbon footprint. You know, get the yeah. ball rolling and caring about how much you're emitting. No, I think uh, my 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 point was if if the UN's trying to make it so that you know we're not looking for other greener sources of energy and stuff like that, but making it seem like livestock is what's really destroying the environment more than cars and planes and, and I, cruise ships i don't like, think it was meant to be a comparison so much as to show how much they emit so like this thing says like this is also from that same report the cows and sheep are responsible just cows and sheep are responsible for 37 percent of the total methane 23 times as as warming as co2 generated by human activity so like all our factory farming like going back to like if everybody raised their own animals There'd be a lot less people doing it. There'd be a lot less people comfortable with killing them. There'd be a lot less people having animals. There'd be a lot less livestock. That right there would help a ton with clean air. 
Yes, but also not I don't driving know how... cars and flying airplanes and having cruise ships that consume right. more more fuel oh, yeah. than like, California this, what does is in it? a day. What is it that the elitists consume? Like super yachts and all the elitists actually consume more resources and emit more into the environment than I don't know what percentage of the poor, the pores, as we say, the pores. Like the 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 small percentage actually does more destruction to the environment than a large swath of the pores. Yeah, I mean yachts, yachts, cruise ships, big ships in general. They are they are awful for the environment. They're awful for the sea they pollute the sea like no other they destroy the fucking ozone layer it's terrible yachts are they're it's, awful it's a i think 130 gallons per hour just to run a super yacht without moving it without yep. it even moving across the waters 130 gallons per hour of gas yep but i mean that also makes me wonder like so the pores aren't allowed to have yachts but they're allowed to have cheeseburgers every day at mcdonald's yeah, and salads for some reason cost more than the cheeseburgers, but it takes more to produce the cheeseburger than it does the salad. Yes. So I'm wondering why we're wasting resources there. If they hate the poor so much, why would they spend so much time wasting resources to feed them? Well, because they need people to run their factories. Why don't they have different kinds of factories? They don't need meat factories to make money. No, but it's a cyclical cycle. So they're selling you the product that's poisoning you. It's actually kind of genius when you think about it because if we stopped consuming meat, which is just – it's much easier to mass produce meat than it is to produce uh, certain types of plants and stuff like that because meat, you can preserve it for a lot longer than you can vegetables and i mean you can do canning and stuff like that for certain vegetables. freezing you can freeze vegetables but generally meat in general is a little bit easier to keep than plant life you know what i mean i don't know i would i don't know i think there's frozen peas there's frozen corn there's frozen all sorts of vegetables you can also uh jar them you know put them in mason jars and also when i was a vegan uh we could leave food out for longer and not worry about um getting poisoned by our food because of the bacteria build up and yes. like parasites and weird shit like is if you don't cook your meat thoroughly you're gonna freaking get a worm or some weird parasite or some shit <laughs> there's a lot of benefits to, to just being a vegan or vegetarian because you can just leave the food out a little longer well not so much a vegetarian but when we were a vegan like we could just make huge pots of food and leave it out and just eat on it all day it was great yeah that was one I good benefit I think that the, the ultimate goal is to keep us fat and lazy. I, I think that's probably the I ultimate goal. Keep us fat, lazy, overworked, underpaid, constantly tired, uh, at odds with one another. I mean, when it, you look at every aspect of the American media, it's all about overconsumption and polarizing one another even more. Um, you have people on the right side of the aisle hating people on the left side of the aisle because some of them like AOC and other people like Ted Cruz. But actually, if you talk to that person, you probably have 90% more in common with them if you just got rid of the uh, the political uh, labels. The political labels. And when you even look at policies that Americans want enacted, like Medicare for all, uh, $15 minimum wage, all of those things, like there's bipartisan agreement among the American people, the polarization is at the top of the ticket. Congress 
and the Senate and the elites are the minority when it comes to a lot of things that we would like to see done in this country as far as green energy, the way that we eat, our, our healthcare systems and all that. We, we are all in general consensus. It is the top that disagrees with us. And that is why nothing changes. Um, which is really sad. And I, I don't know how to fix it. I've become fairly apathetic towards the political landscape because, uh, we had the justice Democrats, which were meant to go in and change the democratic party and be true progressives. Um, then that never happened. And it doesn't seem like a third party is going to be viable here because that gets quashed everywhere. And now Republicans are making it harder to vote in red States. So that's going to mean less liberals in Congress in general. And the state of the world's not looking very good as far as we, the people, having more say in the type of job and the lives that we are going to be living. And that's sad. That's very sad. I don't I don't know how to fix this problem. I don't know how to fix the meat consumption problem. I don't know how to fix the green energy problems. You, you can't fix stupid. You, you can't and, and it's that let's go back to some numbers here man from that report it's crazy like the livestock industry generates 64 percent of ammonia which contributes significantly to acid rain the livestock industry also generates 65 percent of the human related nitrous oxide which has 300 times the global warming potential of co2 i mean most of this comes from manure i mean think about it and the set do you know this is a weird little side fact the second uh, or third most abundant uh, release of methane comes from, um, what was it? Ter- it wasn't termites. It was some type of uh, bug under the soil. Maybe it is termites. Damn it. Now I forgot. Anyway, whatever. I'll, fi- I'll find it and send you a link. But okay. Real interesting fact. There's some like creature under the soil that actually releases the third amount of, third most abundance of methane. So, um, so the argument against, eating meat mm-hmm. in a mass consumerist way is that yes. it's actually doing much more harm to the environment than a lot of the things that we're traditionally led to believe harm the environment, like cars, planes, etc. No, it's just, it's like a pie chart. You know, I, I see yeah. it as a pie chart. There's, there's cars and then there's planes and there's yachts and there's meat consumption, but yeah, it's a part of it. It's definitely yeah, but, a part of it. But you're saying that, that, just cows and sheep in general produce more. No, all livestock, all livestock produces more emissions. More emissions. Than right. cars and trucks alone annually or next to airplanes alone annually. But like I said before, like it's cyclical because they're eating the carbon from the ground and then farting and, you know, burping it. So it's, it's natural emission. Right. So that's the argument. It's like, which is worse? You know, I would say that, the you know, man-made cars and planes would be worse for the environment with their emissions. I would say the emissions are worse because they're not natural. Right. I guess you'd have to look at it like, because when you say emissions, the mind automatically goes to like, oh, so it's producing more. But you actually would have to look at how much the emissions of cars, planes and stuff like that are actually harming the environment as opposed to the emissions of livestock. Right. So that, that is one argument against it. Yeah. Um, I think that the water, the water argument is also, 
Yeah, but you could also use the water argument for for Plant. plants too. Like growing plants takes a shitload of water. Um, yeah, there's a lot of problems agriculturally with both where it really comes down to there's eight are we approaching eight billion people or are we at eight billion approaching yeah. nine billion we're at eight uh, billion now isn't it, we are at an eight now seven point six seven four i thought it was more than that this isn't this isn't right hold on yeah seven point eight seven four Seven point eight seven four nine six five eight two five. So seven point nine billion right now. Okay. So it'll probably be eight billion. Very we'll be soon. Billion. We'll probably be at eight billion by, I don't know, maybe the end of next year. Um, so what it really comes down to is there are eight billion people on this planet, and the resources are not being shared evenly. Um, if you look at the way that Americans live versus the way that people in India live, uh, very, very different. And it all goes back to a lot of these issues could be solved if we would just get rid of the red tape and the lines that we form around our ourselves and our countries and our communities. Um, the sense of community worldwide, I think people thought with technology – one moment. Okay. Go ahead and just clean it up. Okay. Um, the sense of community. I think people thought with technology and uh, the new forms of travel that we were coming up with, and just our advancement as a human race with the with the boom. And all the stuff that we've gotten that we'd be more connected, but really all it's done is made us more disconnected from one another, which is really sad. Um, the idea of countries and borders is incredibly stupid. It is. Yeah. It's dumb. Uh, we're all humans. We all have the same basic makeup. You know, genetically, there are some differences here and there, but we're all, even in talking about things like race, like it's stupid. Like you have you have darker skin than I am. You're not a different race though. You're still Homo sapien. You're still part of the same race. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people like to to look at at people based on on skin color, and they think like they're like this weird like alien from from a different from a different planet, and that's not true. We all have the same basic makeup. And all these ideas that we have about countries and borders and skin color and so you're you're basically your argument is branching out to say that because of the divisiveness of the earth and all the borders and whatever, some countries feel they can consume a lot more or entitled to a lot more and and that's why the consumption of animals is where it's at. It's not so much because people are heartless murderers and just want to go out and kill and that's what they're about nope i think i don't know i can't speak for everybody but i think that everybody probably gets affected the exact same way um i remember it was probably 
close to six years ago and it was around the birth of my son uh my firstborn and i saw a picture of these children in yemen uh face down like on a beach like dead baby bodies and yeah, i hate that that was uh that picture was used for a lot yeah and for a lot of movements it struck me very hard and i cried and i cried for days actually um and i think that most people when you look at like a picture like that um you have the same core emotion and i think that's what we forget in our disconnected world is that we're all the same person we're all the same people we all have family we all have the same struggles well, going back to the meat things, like you see that dead kid on the beach and everyone's heart drops, but like we drive to work and you might see a dead deer on the fucking side of the road. To me, that's the same thing. To me, honestly, that's the same thing. It's like these things are just trying to run around, live their lives, enjoy life. And because we're arrogant assholes and build a bunch of roads because we want business and you know everything has to run on money and everything is this and that and the other. Like we're just racing to work back and forth and just killing indiscriminately you know a squirrel here a raccoon here a possum there a deer here and nobody even thinks anything of it we just drive by it like i have to get to starbucks oh that's <laughs> that. i'm gonna get a latte like and we don't even process this shit but if there's a picture of a uh, um you know dead kid and everyone's like oh my god i'm sad now like how come you're not sad the same way when an animal dies? And how come you're not sad the same way when you're eating your chicken leg at, at lunch? Like, I don't know, because I feel like there's an opposite into that argument, too. There's people who, like, they'll not have kids and they have, like, a dog or a cat. and They call it their child and I love my child more than anything. And then they'll see somebody, like, getting mugged or or raped or beaten or killed and they'll have zero reaction to it at all like well so there's, there's opposite end of the spectrum it but why aren't people just open to empathy for all what, what is wrong exactly. with the concept of having empathy for everyone on the planet and every single living thing why is that a hard concept when they go to church they learn that God has love of all his creatures and people and blah 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 but then they can't actually come out of the fucking church and believe it Right. Like love everything, not just people, but love everything. Why can't you come out of the church loving the trees? Like that uh, Degrassi Tyson video, like the tree's been here longer than us. It's going to be here after we're here. The mass of a tree can kill you if you ever hit it in your car. Like they are powerful living beings. They don't have a brain, but they're just as important. Like I don't get why we think we're more important than a tree we can just cut down a tree to make a boat to go kill a fish and and we're like i'll just take whatever the earth has and i'm just going to make it into some weaponizing structure to go destroy more so i can consume it so i can get more powerful so i can destroy more so i can kill things it goes back to the uh the monotheistic religious you are here for a short time and the world is your oyster um if you i don't know how much you've read the Bible or not. Cause I don't know how religious your mom and dad were. I read it through entirely. Uh, I think 1.7 times. Okay. All right. Um, it's horribly boring. So it's hard to get through, especially like the, the so-and-so begat, so-and-so begat, so-and-so yeah. crap. Like, but, but anyway, go ahead. So 
in the story where Moses is wandering for 40 years and they're looking for the land of milk and honey, that is the core mindset of monotheistic religions in general. Like you're searching for the land of milk and honey, honey, you get to settle it. And now you get to reap the benefits of all the earth and you just get to continue to consume. And that kind of mindset has the Christian mindset, the monotheistic mindset has permeated all different aspects of our culture, whether you're atheist or uh, agnostic or or not, I I think that this consumerist mindset uh, is very much like the wealth gospel, um, where you'll speak you, you you speak to your wallet, you speak money into it, and then and then you'll you'll be rich. Um, it's all about it's all about gaining short term wealth. And not worrying about what you're doing to the environment. I think that's the most detrimental uh, thing to the earth. And that's why we are the way that we we are and how we react to things that the way that we do. Um, because it's also, if you think about monotheistic religions, the nice thing about uh, polytheism is that there are multiple gods that have different functioning aspects and relate to one another and some people will worship zeus more than they'll worship poseidon but then other people will worship poseidon and not worship zeus as much as that and they're but they're all co-mingling and they're all they're all one right uh they all respect each other's beliefs whereas when you have a monotheistic religion there is one god and your god's the right god and everybody else is the devil and so you create devils out of everybody else um that's why I find it funny when people like to shit on Islam, like intellectuals like Sam Harris like to shit on Islam because there's radical Islamists who go on jihad against the Western nations. What do you think the Western nations have done against the Muslim community for time immemorial? It's been a war of one, one prophet versus the other, Muhammad versus Jesus Christ. And these religions still worship the same God. They're just arguing over which prophet was right. Stupid. Um, and so... Which baby went down which way of the river? Controversial take. Muhammad a... Jesus Christ were actually just people who are really good, really, really good uh, magicians. Salesman. They were magicians. They weren't the son of God. They were magicians. Yeah. Um, so that's where the consumer's mindset, especially here in America, comes from. Um, I don't know, and I feel like I should look into this more, and maybe I will for the next podcast, but I don't I feel don't like... I don't know what the Europe, next podcast is about. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I feel like sucks. Europe is... I, I feel like they're less Christian, less Muslim. I don't want to say they're less they're they're more atheist i want to say like europe in general is a little bit more agnostic and obviously there's more of a, a pagan subculture coming back like they're rediscovering their old religions and stuff um but i don't know how big a percentage if we were to like map it out on a pie chart that would be. i can look into it yeah That's something i'd be interested in yeah so but I feel like, especially here in America, because we have like the image of number one, that's that's where you get this this apathy. And it all goes back to spirituality and 
a sense of like community and being one with the earth. And I think that is sorely what we're missing on either side of the spectrum, whether you go to church and then you walk out of church after you've just been singing hymns about loving everybody and you, you start going having sex with the pastor's wife. I was going to say, go into your closet and putting on your white hood to go uh, to the clan rally later. That's yeah. Um, <laughs> I find it funny how most members of the KKK are also also like deeply Christian. I'm like, I don't don't know how you reconcile that one, but okay. But then all also, the, all the all the angels were white, and Jesus was white, and it's all about white power. You never see a black angel. You never see like a black Jesus. You never see black Santa. Like, well, and that, that's all the deities and, and that's the other whatever. interesting thing too is uh. And maybe I can't comment on this because I am I am white and I have not had the black experience. But I find it interesting how many black people are also uh, have Christian. very vibrant Christian communities. Because, it's sad. Um, it's sad. And not to bash anybody's belief. Not not. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not trying to convert anybody to anything. But I do find it interesting how the white man so very much erased their history and their culture that like even outside the grip of the white man which we're all in the grip of the white man at the end of the day but outside the grip of the white man in their own communities they're still practicing like primarily like white religious beliefs and that's yep. it's it's kind of weird to me it's just weird well, what's right. even worse is that the entire northern sector of africa is christian yeah yeah. Or no, southern, southern, sorry. Yeah, southern. southern sector of Africa is Christian. So well, like South Africa, Botswana, Zimbabwe. South Africa because of uh, England. Right. But it's just odd that, um, well, there's also Portuguese influence and French influence, a lot of French throughout like the Congo, all those countries. Yeah. Um, but like they're all Christian in the South. And then because the caliphate and, uh, all the Muslims ran through there in the north a long time ago. They're all Muslim up there. So it's very odd how those two religions have. But we're way off topic. What, what do we think? What's our conclusion about <laughs> the meat industry? So that we both agree. We both agree that the meat industry is toxic and bad because they factory farming is just a waste of resources. And I think that it's a conclusion here. I think that factory farming for either meat or vegetables fruits, whatever, overall is bad. I think we consume way too much. I think that you can eat meat and you can be responsible with eating meat. I think that you do need a certain percentage of the population to consume meat because uh, hmm. people who listen to Joe Rogan and stuff like that, like deer populations, for a long time, there was a lot of restrictions on hunting deer because okay. the deer were, they were starting to become extinct. But now they're opening okay. up restrictions on deer because when you you look at why we, we need to look at everything in a big picture and that's what we're trying to do you need to look at the big picture of things there is if the deer population if we we stopped eating meat altogether and we just let the deer population be the deer population is eventually going to become a pest and mm. they're going to be eating crops they're going to be destroying the environment in different ways um so you do need to eat meat but you need to do so responsibly um same with cows. If we just stopped eating cows, we were like, all right, all the cows that are alive, we're done eating cows. Um, and then we just let the population grow. It would have bigger uh, 
ecological effects than we probably realize. So there needs to be a balance. Well, no, why, why wouldn't you just eat the cows that you have? Don't let them reproduce. Eat the cows that are left and then be done with it. Oh, so you want to get into eugenics for cows. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I think it's odd that we're willing to call any population but our own. We're the most damaging species on the planet. We can agree on that, right? So we're growing exponentially. We're running out of resources, but we're like, oh, the deer population's too big. <laughs> so you want to take all the cows, kill them all, and eat them and not have any more cows. Yeah. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How is, that any less, how is that any less monstrous than what do you mean? Like, it stops the process. You're done with it after that. Instead of continually doing it throughout time. So now just you no kill, more cows. No more cows. You kill the one billion that are walking right now or whatever I said that number was. You kill the ones that are here now. Okay. Right? You've consumed them. You're done. You close those factories. Open them up for something else. You, you got to change so what those factories you are for. You have to exterminate a single species. Why not? We've exterminated Why? how many species since we've been here? There's why over 10 you... species that go extinct every year because humans are fucking crazy. So why not just the cows? I don't know. That's kind of a weird... I feel like that's a weird argument to make because... I'm we're, a weird guy. We're talking about... <laughs> we're talking about, like, how eating meat and how we, we raise our meat and all that is irresponsible. Yeah. But then, yeah. like, you're like, to just get rid of the problem completely, kill them all. Well, be done with and it. be done with it because then how many lives have you saved going forward? Uh, if you have always 1 billion cows in the earth, we're, we're constantly slaughtering them, right? Okay. Let's say all the animals we eat, all the animals we eat worldwide, whether that's right. dogs in Asia or whatever the fuck, anywhere. You want to you kill all the dogs. You want to advocate killing no, all I'm the not. dogs on our it. podcast. I'm, saying, I'm advocating <laughs> for eating off what's left of the livestock now and not having any more. That's what I'm advocating. I disagree. I know you do. But I'm just saying <laughs> that's a lot less death than if we constantly keep reproducing them and eating them going forward, right? I a little bit. Go go. Um so Yeah, I'm not good with that. I I think that when you have mass extermination of species that you don't see the long-term effects of it for a very long time and maybe cows and I mean, you all, you also have to look at the what these different animals provide. Like, what I hold on, hold on. What I'm advocating is is you 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 kill 200 million animals a day, right? Okay. You keep it. You just keep the number the same, 200 million. You just refuse to reproduce anymore. Mm. Keep the number exactly the same until your numbers deplete. Completely, just gone. Yeah, why is that going to hurt anything? You can eat whatever. I mean, we can eat all sorts of things to survive. And like I said, there's vitamins and supplements. If I had a world dictatorship, that's exactly what I would do. I would I would have the same slaughter go on, but we would not reproduce shit. And then everyone's forced to fucking be a vegetarian. You don't like it, fucking suck it. <laughs> Everyone must learn empathy, even though that's like a non-empathetic way to go about it. Everyone's um, got to learn how to freaking stop being consumeristic piece of shit. 
Yeah, I agree with the non-consumerist part, and I agree, like, if you have a billion animals, like a billion cows, like, yes, you're going to have to call some of them, but I don't I don't think you should just make this species go extinct. There's sure no there's reason gonna for be random. Look, 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 India loves cows, right? There's still going to be cows there. You're so not you're going to make India get rid of their cows. But you just said kill all the cows. No, I said kill all the livestock. So you're twisting my words. So I don't want to kill all the cows. I want to kill all the ones we eat. They're not eating them in India. They're they're a religious like they're. Well, you need to be more clear about that because you literally just said. No, I said like, livestock. I said livestock. <laughs> I changed it. I said we killed two hundred okay. million animals a day for then, food. Yes, I agree. I agree. Right. If if the farmer down the road can keep his four cows, and we 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 finish off the meat, right? We we kill everything. We 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 close down the factories. And people who want to own cows for their own self or if they want to raise them and kill them themselves and all that. Yeah, I'm for that. Okay, that is fine. fine. I would agree. Yeah, that's okay. But I'm also, also against the milk industry because of, you know how we just keep these animals producing milk, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's awful. We milk, stick our milk, hands yeah, inside yeah. them. We rape them. Yeah. And, we, and, we rape cows constantly to impregnate them so that they keep giving us milk. So not only are we killing animals, we're raping them. This is what we're doing because you wanted that bowl of cereal. Yeah. Like, and I don't like, I mean, almond milk is what I drink, but I try not to eat, a, you know, drink a lot of it because it's horrible to the bee population. So then there's that. And the hulls of almonds can't be used for life. It's, it's horrible. There's like the alternatives aren't there. We're not working on it. We're not working on fixing anything. We're just going down the same path we've always been. And it's okay. Just, so let's talk yeah. about this. Yeah. Let's talk about lab processed meat. All right. Yes. And something that they're working on. All right. So if we want to continue eating meat, all right, like we said, all right, we'll, we'll call the population. We'll get rid of the factories, everything that's lined up on the factory line, do whatever you're going to do. There's lots of different ways that people kill animals that are very inhumane. Uh, just Google some PETA videos and you'll be horrified and scarred the rest of your life. Um, and I'm I'm a veget I'm not a vegetarian because I'm not against it. Like I've been a vegetarian before. It's just being a vegetarian requires a lot of planning. And also, my eldest son really enjoys eating meat, and it's hard to get him to eat a whole lot of things. So I kind of eat it out of I don't know a sense of apathy to it all. But I'm not against being a vegetarian. I could very easily be one again. Um, I don't eat a lot of red meats either. I eat mainly white meat. But so let's let's get rid of the factories. All right. We'll we'll kill off all the animals in the factories. Uh, if you have cows and such, you can keep them. Um, but we're not gonna like mass produce them anymore. And let's turn to looking at creating meats in labs if we want to have meat. Um I think the reason that we're not doing that is probably because it's a lot more expensive than just raising a, a cow and slaughtering it. But let's divest our technologies towards there because I'm sure that you could probably, if you can figure out a way to lab produce meat, right? I'm sure there's got to be some way that they could probably learn to lab produce some form of milk or almond milk or something like that. I just think that when it comes to investing in these technologies we're always really like slow to it and i think that like the cost 
the the cost isn't as effective as just what we're currently doing. So let's turn and look to making subsidies and stuff like that for companies that are doing this because that's much less harmful to the environment than having a billion cows consuming massive amounts of grain and stuff like that and being injected with all these growth hormones that aren't good for the cows and they're not good for us um, and then slaughtering them and just being wasteful. I think that we, we tend to, we have this very old school mentality when it comes to, and I think it probably has to do with the elites and the boomers and stuff like that. This very old school mentality of like, again, the infinite growth, we got to do things the way that they are because that's how they're working. But we don't ever look to alternatives. The COVID vaccine is a very good, uh, it's a very good example of doing this. Uh, this vaccine is different than any vaccine that we've ever done. And what we did is we gave billions of dollars to these different vaccine companies who are already kind of doing the research to go in and create this vaccine. And now it's free to all of us. And I think we should do stuff like that a lot more often with our tax dollars. Instead of spending 700, almost $800 billion on our military budget, let's maybe cut that in half and throw a lot more money into research for green energies for uh looking for cures to different diseases that still affect us to this day like hiv and cancer let's throw money into the sectors of science so that we can figure out what's going on in space uh ways that we can uh find different ways of green energy and stuff like that we don't we don't fund science the way that we need to fund science. And it's really, it's going to be a tragic misstep because science has given us a lot of great things, but now we're at a point where we're like, okay, we have all these great things. We're done. We could get even better. And we need to divest more of our energy and our money towards that. I agree. Huh? No, I think you pretty much said it. I just, you know, I'm just always all over the place with this conversation just because of the emotional impact it has on me. I don't I don't really like like I think my misanthropy came from that. I became a misanthropist when I learned how many animals were killed for our consumption and how many resources are taken to raise them and just how much the US consumes in uh contrast to other countries and then how much waste we have and so yeah, I think from that moment I just became less of a consumer and that's when I became a vegan and I just looked at people different. I look at people different ever since then. So I'm all I'm all uh knotted up inside when it comes to that conversation, I guess. Cuz I want I want to like people and I want people to do what's right, but if people are constantly just laughing at even having the discussion even though they know 70 billion animals are killed every year and they still are willing to laugh in your face and be like, but cheeseburgers taste good. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever like people. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm damn serious. I'm so serious about that. Like, so when it comes to empathy and it comes to being an empathetic person, um, I think a lot of it has to do, and this is, Maybe going to sound controversial and bad. I think empathy is a little bit connected to intelligence, right? And America as a country is um, lagging behind in education, let's say. 
Um, not that the IQ levels aren't potentially there, but we're not utilizing those IQ levels. And so what you do when you're an intelligent person and you're not, and you're not, uh, you're not utilizing that properly is you become kind of very misanthropic and, and mean spirited. Uh, if you think of smart dogs, like border collies, uh, my grandma had a border collie and for several years, she was very involved with the border collie and training. It was a very smart dog because it's a very energetic dog and you need to constantly give it challenges so that it can grow and it can be happy and you know, it, it'd be a nice dog. But then she got older, she stopped doing as much with it. And eventually that border collie kind of became mean and aggressive towards strangers. It was constantly getting into trouble, uh, acting out all the time because that function in it of needing to like do something productive wasn't being met anymore. And I think there's a lot of intelligent people in the world that we still use a school system that is based on old jobs that we no longer have. Like if you look at the school system as a whole, it starts at eight and it ends at three. It's about an eight hour day because they were trying to prepare you for factory jobs. And we teach a bunch of useless subjects that nobody uses. We've gotten rid of the arts. We've gotten rid of teaching any type of philosophical and logical arguments. Um, and I've seen a lot of that, especially in my generation, but in a lot of kids coming up. We're severely undereducated in this country. And I think that is also leading to this apathy that we all have, because if you can't even think properly, how are you going to be able to empathize with anybody? Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm a big advocate for, I think that we need to do better things, cut back our carbon footprint, invest more in green energy. But I also think one thing that we really need to start looking into and doing is child nutrition. Like half the world's kids are not getting the nutrition that they need. And nutrition is linked to in the early stages of your life. If you get enough nutrients, it helps your intelligence. It helps your IQ level a little bit. So if we start focusing on these areas that we can help and affect people like child nutrition, Maybe we can't figure out how to reduce our carbon footprint entirely and stop the world from burning. But if you give all these billions of children that are currently not getting the nutrition they need, nutrition that they need, maybe instead of having one Elon Musk, you'll have 10 Elon Musks. You'll have 20 Elon Musks, and they'll be able to figure out how the fuck to reduce our carbon footprint and how to end animal factories and how to go to the moon and terraform other planets and how to be more responsible. Um, so I think that empathy and empathizing with people is just due to a lack of education. And again, they're trying to polarize us and make us stupider. And that's really what it comes down to is you need to educate yourself and you need to, uh, you need to do a lot of self-examination. All right. Yeah, I think we should leave the audience with the question of what can you do to, uh, you know, curb your uh, meat consumption or think about the meat consumption differently? Or what do you what are your thoughts about the meat industry? And, you know, always like and subscribe and all that crap. But like, what do you think about eating meat? Yeah. What do you think about eating <laughs> meat? What do you think about being vegetarian? Uh, there are arguments against 
vegetarian being bad because, you know, you can still eat eggs. You can still consume dairy and dairy's not necessarily very good for you either. Like that's something we didn't really get into, but like, yeah, drinking milk, having like cheeses and stuff like that. Like it's okay for you, but it's really not that good for you either. Um, being vegan, there are benefits to that, but being vegan is also not very good for you either. Um, there's a lot of supplements you have to take when being vegan. To or you can you can live in an area that has you know a good amount of plants and like farmers markets. Because when I was a vegan, I didn't really need that many supplements. You just have to make sure you get your B12 and you know eat enough um, plant sourced protein. Hummus is great. Hummus is 7.9 grams of protein every serving. That's delicious. I don't know many hummus people. Is disgusting. Know. What are you talking about? You don't like hummus? Hate hummus. Wow. Nasty. You don't like garlic? No, it gives me acid reflex though. That's, so that's what probably I mean. why. Okay. Well, if you're not a hater of garlic, hummus is delicious. <laughs> um, I'm also a vampire, so. Well, you need to get me in that click. Oh, um, I ain't one of those type of vampires. Okay. <laughs> we we need uh um. Sunflower seeds, they say like a handful of sunflower seeds has just as much protein as a steak, which is odd. I mean, your body, of course, processes it differently. So you're probably getting right. more more from the meat. So you need the more of the, the nuts and things. But there's tons of foods you can eat instead of meat. I mean, there's entire cultures and people like, what is it? 30% of India is vegetarian. I'm not okay. saying they're, they have great nutrition, but I don't know. I'd have to look into that. But, All right. So for our next topic, we have two choices. We're going to make the vote right now. All right. While we're, while we're here. Okay. Yeah. So we can continue to talk about consumerism and talk mm -hmm. about billionaires and, mm -hmm. uh, should they be able to exist or should they not? Or we can do something that is a little bit more in the vein of like the animism and we could do, um, how, Christianity and Islam and Judaism can be very easily debunked with the origins of uh, how it came about. So what do you, what do you want to do next? Wow. I think the billionaire conversation sounds fun. Let's do that then. All I right. think we're going to have some spicy takes on uh, whether billionaires should exist or not. Um, yeah. Yeah. It should be interesting. Yeah, I think the, the better question is, how do you stop them from existing without a dictatorship? Teddy Roosevelt had an interesting answer to that, which I will send you links on while we're doing research for our next podcast. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so it's decided. Our next podcast, it's going to be on, uh, I mean, we'll probably branch into the broader topic of just like the wealthy class versus the poor class. and class. We never stay on topic. No, we never do. But that's okay. That's what makes the podcast interesting. Um, so we'll do that. Um, oh, we're at like an hour and a half now. So this was a little bit of a long one. Uh, we yeah. hope you guys enjoyed our ranting and rambling. And our cameras. I love how our, both of our cameras are like auto-zooming. Yeah, right. Auto-correctly. <laughs> um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get you to show me how to uh, clip the MP3 audio just so we can start uploading just the audio to some places. Yeah. So people yeah. don't have to look at our faces if they don't want to our stupid faces <laughs> um so i've been jareth blackstar your other host is non one sakati 
Um, we hope you enjoyed the video. Like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff if you enjoyed it. And we'll see you guys next week on the next one. Have a wonderful week, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.